0: Um, is there anyone here, you've had someone in your life that literally marked you? Can I see your hands all over the building? Someone you didn't know who you were, you didn't know if you had any greatness in you, you didn't didn't know if there was any destiny, there was any hope or any future. I understand what the Bible says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. I understand what the Lord thinks, but sometimes God will raise up a man or a woman of God to point a finger at you and tell you, you are significant. God's call is a your life. If you will get serious about your walk with God, you'll do great things. Anybody in the house had somebody like that in your life? Let's just give them a great big hand because we owe so much to them. Um, Just a few moments ago, I was worshiping the Lord on the front row where I normally do, and and, uh, to my right, I heard this horrible voice. Now, Kelly was to my left, so to the right, and it's a voice I haven't heard in about 30, 32 years, and it was as bad as my voice. And I look over, and you know who's sitting right to the right of me? One of my dearest friends from California who has recently relocated from California to Boise. Somebody say good amen. How many know California is a great place to be from? And Tracy, would you stand up real quick? This is Tracy Curtis, one of my good, good, good buddies. We served together on a church board at Sonora, California, Christian Heights, Assembly of God. Let me tell you a quick story and I'll jump into my message. Um, We were youth sponsors. We were youth sponsors and our youth pastor, he said at a youth uh, sponsor meeting, he said tonight, and this is going to make everyone cringe, he said tonight we're going to wash each other's feet. Oh, yeah. Let me say it's an awkward moment right now. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone that you've been to a foot washing service? I mean, they're, they're glorious, but oh, boy, oh, boy. It's like, dude, I want my space. I mean, they're all up over in your grill and, and washing your feet and things. like but, but Terry and his wife, Sherry, Sherry is with the Lord Jesus Christ right now. But they knelt down and washed Kelly and I our feet. And they marked our life because you don't need to say amen, but those of you who know me, I kind of have just a little bit of a quirky personality. Don't say amen and make me feel bad. (laughs) Thank you, Tracy, with that good amen. But they began to mark our life. They were the couple that God used to really speak life into us and say, You know, Monty and Kelly, we believe you are called into full time ministry. And they said these words to me. So, some of you who have been mad at me, you need to transfer your madness to Tracy because they said, Don't ever lose your quirky personality. God created you to be so unique, and God will use your uniqueness to reach people for the glory of God. So, those of you who are mad at me, you need to be mad at Him, because I've stayed true to that. But aren't you grateful that God raises up people to mark your life for destiny? Can you shout a great big amen? Yes. I love Sundays. I, I, I wish every week had three Sundays. I, I really do. There's something sacred about Sundays, and there's something sacred about this Sunday, the last Sunday of a year, and then the first Sunday of a year. Ending well and beginning well. What to lay down and what to write down. So that's what we're going to be talking about today in Jesus' name. Would you please turn in your Bibles to Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2. And can we put our hands together and welcome our first-time guests? It is so good to have you with us today. We pray God's blessings upon you. Also, let's welcome our online audience. God bless you to those who are watching all around the world. Come on, put your hands together. God bless you. Welcome. I want to talk to you about something very, very significant. Last Sunday, we, we, we talked about and we celebrated the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many are grateful that God sent forth His only begotten Son? Can you say amen? amen? And then Easter Sunday. I love Easter Sunday. Is there anyone else grateful that on the third day, Christ rose from the dead? Can you say amen? amen. But He didn't just rose, rise from the dead. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. Do you recognize that you cannot die? The moment our heart stops, we are ushered into the kingdom of God and we'll be more alive than we've ever been. And how many are grateful? Heaven isn't just for 70, 80, 90 years. It's forever. Can you say amen? I'm grateful that on Easter Sunday that the fate of the devil was sealed. I'm grateful that on Easter that heaven was secured for you and I purchased by the blood that was shed on the cross 2,000 years ago. I'm grateful for the blood of the Lord that was shed for us. Can you say amen? Well, well, I, I, I want to, we're going to be closing in just a, a few minutes by talking about a theme that God has given us for 2019. A theme and then a scripture. But just before we do, I want to talk to you about our annual hopes and dreams. I really felt led of the Lord to, instead of doing this one Sunday, we're going to be doing this today and then the following Sunday. I've always had deep in my heart that, that people, they come, they hear the Word of God, and they, they write their hopes and dreams, they put it in envelopes, they lay it at the altar, we send those back out at the end of the year. But I thought, what if I just put together a teaching that would help us to elevate our faith in what God could do, what He wants to do, and spend a week praying and fasting, and then the following Sunday, next Sunday, come together as the body of Christ, and then write down hopes and dreams regarding what God spoke to us throughout the week. How many say that sounds like a good idea. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. So today, I wanna talk to you about seven keys to unlocking the power of God's vision for your life, your family, and our church. Habakkuk chapter two, and I'd like to begin reading in verse one. The Bible says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart. I will watch and see what he will say to me. I will watch and I will see what he will say to me to me. You've heard me say it often, personalize the Word of God. Wherever you see me or a person's name, when it's in a good place, I always write my name Monty, above it. So again, personalize it and watch and see what he will say to me and and what I will answer when I am corrected. Now, verse 2 is where we're going to land today. And the Lord answered me and said, I really need you to get this in your spirit this morning. And the Lord answered me and said, and here's what he said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Would you bow your hearts as we pray? Father, would you take just the next few moments, and uh, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it will uh, not return void. God, it will accomplish what you desire to accomplish today. And Lord, I pray that, the, uh, that, that my words would fall on good good, good soil of the hearts, God, that your anointing would rest upon us and you would guide and direct us as we seek after your heart and we pray for the hopes and dreams that come from you that are bigger than anything we could hope or dream of of ourselves. So Lord, would you have your way today? In Jesus' name. And everybody said a great big amen. Um, I absolutely love what Dr. Cho says. And I quote, dreams and visions are the language of the Spirit. Isn't that good? How many in the house you would just love the Holy Spirit to mark your life today and to speak to you today? Let me see your hands all over the building. If you desire the Holy Spirit of God to mark your life and to speak to your life today, listen, God will honor the hunger that is in your heart. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, we understand that is one of the major verses in the Bible regarding vision, hopes, and dreams, and writing things down. You read it, and people get excited. There's shouting, there's joy, there's laughter, there's a holy expectation, but then Monday sets in. How many recognize it's one thing to talk about vision, it's a whole other thing to write it down, and then it's a whole other thing to be true to what God speaks to you? Case in point, is there anyone in the house that still does New Year resolutions? Let me see your hands. Well, I'm not raising my hand. I used to, and I broke every one. Case in point, gyms are packed in January, and they're like a ghost town in March. How many say, now, Pastor Monty, you're meddling? Come on. But I want to talk to you about something, vision, hopes, and dreams, and and I believe that this will help each and every one of us. Let's jump in. Number one, vision is revealed to the person in position to listen, And the Bible says, I I, I really love this, verse 1, I will stand my watch, personal responsibility, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. And then in verse 2, and the Lord answered me and said, in order to unlock the power of God's vision for your life, you've got to be in a place that you can hear the voice of Almighty God. I'm trying to tell you that the voice of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, desires to speak to each and every one of us. Do you believe that? Can you say amen? He desires to speak to each and every one of us. Now, let me be very clear on this because i see vans that still have this big big sticker on it that says god is still speaking and and it's with an agenda when god speaks he will never ever contradict what he has already spoken in the word of god somebody ought to be screaming amen if it is wrong in the word of god it will never be right And if it is right in the word of God, it will never be wrong. Oh, you may be persecuted, but you better stand in the word of God. Can you scream amen? So yeah, you might need just a couple of verses. I've written just a couple for you. Uh, Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. How many have an ear in the house? Let me see your hand. Okay, now uh, chapter two, verse 11, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Uh, Revelation chapter two, verse 17, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Seven times it is documented that God desires to speak to his people. Dear ones, you need to understand, the Spirit desires to speak to you today. And as we set aside a week, and we fast, and we pray, and we bend in to the Holy Spirit, and we push away some stuff that brings our flesh pleasure, he will speak to you. If you believe that, can you scream amen? Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, Jesus says, but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Begs the question, do you have a secret place? Do you have an altar? A place that you can Get alone with God, that secret place, an altar. They took, they take on different locations. They look differently. It's just like a pulpit. Your pulpit is every bit as important as my pulpit. We we preach the same message. We love the same God. We have the same passion for the lost. God uses all of us. Can you say Amen? Your your, your secret place. It might be a prayer closet. It's it might be some of you. You know how many in the house? You have youngsters, young ones, babies. And you don't get any sleep. Let me see your hands. My poor, poor Bethany. She hasn't got any sleep in two weeks. Jaslyn, she is like a year and a half old, and for some reason, Jaslyn, uh, my youngest grandbaby, has decided she doesn't need to sleep. She doesn't nap during the day. She doesn't sleep during the night. So listen, when you're awake, <laughs> guess who's there? Jesus. Oh Lord, help me. You know what my flesh wants to do right now. We, we. Uh, uh, how many had a good Christmas? Let me see your hands. Have good. Listen. I got a puppy. I got a puppy, little 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 French bulldog, Max. And uh, Max is six months old, and uh, at four a.m. this morning, he's barking in the laundry room. And I'm still, you know, it's you know, uh, we've known each other. We're still developing relationship, Max and I. We're still bonding. But at 4 a.m. when you're barking in the laundry room, I'm still thinking, do I need to heat up the grill or, you know, do I need to, uh, animal lovers, I'm not going to heat up the grill. But a secret place, I I prayed for a puppy and Kelly delivered. Secret place may be in your home. You know where for many years my secret place was? I I was a brand-new Christian, born again, radically out of the drug culture. And I would drive two hours to go to work for my father. Guess where my secret place was? For two hours, I would worship. For two hours, I would pray. God's Spirit would, it would fill that little Toyota pickup cab so powerfully sometimes I would have to pull over on the side of the road because I could not drive because the power of God was so strong. Um, those of you who know me well, you know I like to bicycle just a little bit. You know, that's a secret place for me. I ride alone 95% of the time. It's just me and Jesus out in the middle of this beautiful state that God has created. How many just love Idaho? So if you will find a secret place, you will make an appointment, and you will keep that appointment, friends. I'm just trying to tell you, God will speak to you in Jesus' name. Now, now, now I'm going to meddle just a little bit. Well, okay, I'm going to meddle just a little, actually a lot. How how many have a a mobile device or an iPad or or you're on Facebook or social media? Most of us. Pastor Jim tells me that about 95% of our seniors, they have smartphones. I just think that is so stinking cool. I wonder what would happen if maybe for 21 days, we would kind of push away a little bit from social media. Oh, how many say, oh, that hurt? Dear Jesus, that's right on the verge of bloodshed, isn't it? But I'm just trying to tell you, if you will prioritize your walk with God, you will end this year well. You'll begin next year well. Listen, God will speak to you in Jesus' name. Terry, we were on the board at Christian, uh, Christian Heights, Assembly of God, Sonora, California. Our pastor then was Pastor Pete Vossler. And I'll never forget the time he was preaching strong in the pulpit. It was at the end of a year similar to this. And he said, listen, I'm asking every single person to get rid of your TV. And he was my pastor. So I said, okay. So Kelly and I, we we put our TV in the garage. And about three weeks later, he stood behind the same pulpit. He said, listen, I am so weary of watching my television in the garage. I moved it back into the living room. (laughs) Do you remember that? But I wonder what the Holy Spirit would say to us. We could maybe push away just a little bit to hear his voice. He wants to speak to you. Number two, number two. if you're taking notes, vision must be written down. Habakkuk chapter 2, and the Lord answered me and he said, as you cry out to the Lord, he will answer you. Trust me, I promise you he will. He said, write the vision, write the vision. Down the vision. After you have spent time with God, write it down in as much detail as you possibly can that He will reveal to you. Write it as though it has already happened. It might not look good now, but in Jesus' name, I'm gonna climb this mountain, this mountain that seems to be tumbling over on me. I'm gonna keep the faith. I'm gonna keep on walking. I'm gonna keep my faith strong. I'm gonna keep my face in the word of God. I'm not just gonna go through the Bible, I'm gonna read it so it goes through me. I may not see the miracle yet, but I'm not gonna give up because my God is, He can perform whatever He speaks to me. Can you say a great big amen? It might not look good, but I'm claiming victory in Jesus' name. Write it down, and it will give you direction for the course of your life in Jesus' name. It will give you motivation and inspiration to fight through the toughest challenges you'll ever face. Because how many recognize new levels, new devils? Is there anyone else you've made a big stride spiritually, and it just seemed like the enemy was right there? Do you know what? Can I I just prophesy for a moment? What, What God has placed in you, some of you have fought. Some of you have suffered tremendous loss in 2018. Loss of relationships, loss of a job, loss of a spouse, loss of, listen, you've experienced severe loss, some of you more loss in 2018 than you've ever experienced in all of your life. Can I tell you, not one of your tears went unnoticed. The Bible says that God is so close that he catches every single tear in a bottle. So I don't know about you, but I want to claim every tear that I've shed has watered the ground in 2019, and that's some good soil in a new year. And every tear, it's not been lost, it's not been wasted, it's been watering what God is going to do in our hearts and our lives in 2019. Put your hands together, and let's thank the Lord for a new year. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. By the way, 10,000 devils cannot stop what God is doing in your heart. Number three, vision must be made plain. Must be made plain, strategic. He says, write it clearly plainly. You need to write your vision plain and simple to understand why. It's because the clearer it gets, not necessarily in concrete, but the clearer it gets, the more clarity you have. The more you have opportunity to flex your faith muscles and to believe for God's dream, to believe for the destiny that He has for your life. And I don't know about you, God has been very good to us at Christian Faith Center, but there is something in me about this new year that is going to be greater than any year, at least in the last 12 and a half years that Kelly and I have been here. God is faithful, and God's will is never backwards. Somebody say amen. It's always forward. It always involves all of us. It always involves People, so a vision that is plain will give us energy and excitement to get people fired up. That God raises up around us. Twelve years ago, God spoke to me regarding Christian Faith Center. Primarily, it was to uh, reach people and to go after people the other churches aren't going after. You heard me say that many, many times, Pastor and Sister Bueller. Would you stand up? Those of you who don't know this beautiful couple, these. Are really our founding pastors and uh, Pastor Bueller, Sister Bueller. And 12 and a half years ago, when I met them, um, I, I, I asked them, Pastor, what was your vision? What, what was your vision for Christian Faith Center? And it was always about uh, being on the cutting edge. You know, the very first electric guitar on one of our platforms in the history of the Assemblies of God in Idaho was at Christian Faith Center under Pastor Bueller. Cutting edge. <laughs> I, I used to be a little bit of an athlete, and I, I said, "Hey, Pastor, he's a little bit older than me." I said, "Let's go play a game out." So we played a game out, and he beat me. So I thought I'll never play him in basketball again. You know, first hire I did at Christian Faith Center was Pastor Bueller. I saw his wisdom. I saw this, he, he's, he's a statesman. Similar haircuts. And it has been an honor to have Pastor Bueller right alongside Kelly and I for all of these years. But listen closely. God spoke to me, and he said, I don't want you to just become a large church. I want you to I want you to birth churches. I want you to birth campuses that that would reflect what, what I'm going to do here on the main campus, on, on the main campus. Little mini-me's, if you will. And, and I don't know about you, but we've been faithful to that. In just about a month, we're, we're going to launch our Boise campus. we got about 200, 250. 50 people that have already signed up and said we want to be a part of reaching the city for the glory of God. We're planting in one of the most unchurched areas in America. More unchurched than San Francisco, Seattle, or Portland. How me recognize the bench in Boise needs a church that will grow through people getting saved. Can you say amen? But we've been faithful to that in Jesus' name. Number four, vision must be posted. Write it clearly on clay tablets. It's cool to know that Moses rocked tablets before we did. Take that iPad. <laughs> That's why we have our core values on the walls of all of our buildings. Come, connect, grow, and go. Go. Every single thing we do is lined up with a core value of our church. If something, a new strategy, a new idea, a new staff, if it does not line up with the core values of our church, we say no to that. We want to make sure that you have to say no to some good things to be a part of some God-great things. But that's why we keep our core values. We write it down plainly. We put it on clay tablets or, or, or on walls, all on all of our buildings in Jesus' name. That's why we have them on all of our buildings. Number five. Number five. Vision overcomes obstacles. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. Write it clearly on clay tablets so whoever reads it can run and tell others. Um, but do not think for a moment, just because God gives us corporately, us individually a vision, that it's going to be, be smooth sailing. You will encounter challenges, but keep going. You will encounter setbacks, but keep going. Somebody say, good amen. Amen. Um, For some of you, the enemy tried to literally snuff your life out, your family out, your ministry out in 2018. Why? Because he fears what God is going to do in us and through us in 2019. If you believe it, can you scream amen? Amen. Now here's very interesting. Write your vision not in concrete, but in clarity. In clarity, I, I, I used there's a funny picture I'll put up every now and then. A couple of times I've done that over the years regarding God's will. How many recognize God's will? A to B is never a straight line. It's just all over the place. How many know what I'm talking about? So, so don't write it in concrete. There are many times that we've had to shift a strategy based upon a new opportunity based upon a new burden, based upon a new need, but you stay true to your DNA and what God has spoken to you. So right vision, not in concrete, but in clarity. Dr. Uh, who is it? Uh, Dr. Osborne, and I quote, uh, Sometimes God draws straight lines with crooked sticks. <laughs> Let me say, that's kind of God's will in my life, straight lines with crooked sticks. Number six, vision will manifest itself in God's time, in God's time. Um, It seems like we're always in a hurry, doesn't it? And uh, I wasn't planning on sharing this, not my notes, but if I, uh, I have a lot of young pastors, they always ask ask me, you know, if you could go back and start over, what would you do, this, that, and the other. But you know, one of the things that I I wish I'd have done more starting over 30 years ago, been preaching for about 30 years. Uh, I think Kelly and I would have had more Selah moments. We just took a Selah moment and just celebrated. And we're kind of driven a little bit different than that, aren't we? We just kind of go, go, go. Junior hires attack the tree, attack the tree. Okay, we've, we've, we've chewed that. Okay, there's another tree. But I, I think sometimes we need to understand the vision that God gives us, it's according to His timing, not ours. And one of the most frustrating things that you and I can be a part of is trying to force God's vision to come to pass. God, you spoke to me. Well, listen, if it's not come to pass yet, it's because you're not ready for it. I have pastor buddies a lot bigger than anything I've ever experienced or dreamed of that they were, boy, a flash in the pan. It was big, it was glorious, but they're no longer even serving the Lord. Perhaps they, they, they fought for the vision. They tried to enact it and make it happen on their own. Help me recognize we don't want to be a part of something that's of man. We want to be a part of something that is of the son of man, the Lord himself, and his timing is perfect. Is there anyone that would say, you know, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't, the timing, I, I just, you know, God's delays are not denials. You guys know that, but never pray for patience. I'm just trying to tell you. Learn from my mistakes. If you do, let I me know what will happen. You'll hit every single light, one, two, three, yellow. You'll pull into the pack parking lot, and, and, and there's one spot available, and someone will just barely beat you to it. You, you just want to go get in the flesh, but listen, God's vision will manifest in God's timing. Can you say amen? In reality, our life is a constant state of preparation. Do you know ultimately we are being prepared for heaven? And then number seven, vision must be lived by faith. It must be lived by faith. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on the tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not Terry, the more you focus your attention on the vision, on what the, the goals that God gives you for your life, your family, our church, the more your faith will grow. I, I, I believe that I have the gift of faith. It's not hard for me to believe God for the impossible. How me recognize a true vision for God, you cannot accomplish it on your own. A, a true vision for a church is so big that it should scare all of us because it's impossible with our human nature and all of us together. But help me recognize with all of us together in unity, in one accord, all things are possible. A vision must be based not on how big we are, but on how big God is. And He is a great big God. Can you say amen? So it enables us to stretch our faith. It enables us to get out of our comfort zone in Jesus name. Taking slow, steady steps of faith lead to great big places in Jesus name. Um, Can I encourage you before you you go home and start praying and start believing and start hearing what the Lord is going to speak for you and toward you because he is I want to encourage you just in a couple of arenas number one your life has purpose I don't want anyone to think well God's going to give Pastor Monty a big vision a big dream no I'm just just like you I'm exactly like you I fight some of the same battles that you do I'm losing my hair I mean I deal with stuff your life matters The ground at the foot of the cross is level. And we stand there side by side, don't we? Your life matters. Your voice matters. You are significant in this church. You are significant in the kingdom of God. I love it when God brings new people here and they think, well, you know, big, you must have everything figured out. No, no, no. I tell them, you're getting in right on the ground floor. We have just enough figured out to be dangerous. You're significant. Your life matters. You're an integral, vital part of this church. You matter in Jesus' name. So, what I want you to do is, I really want you to meditate on the scriptures that I've shared today. Maybe watch this message again online. We'll have it online probably Wednesday. And then I want you to dream. I want you to get alone with God. And I want you to start calling on the name of the Lord. I want you to start believing God for the impossible. Oh, Lord, I know my, my child is away from you, but you're there. This is going to be the year my prodigal's going to come home. This is going to be the year I'm not just going to get a job, I'm going to get a career. This is a year I heard the doctor say, sorry, sir, but you have. But this is the year that I'm going to walk in the healing of the Holy Spirit. Get alone with God and dream. And then next Sunday, Come, and we're going to be handing out hopes and dreams, and we're going to spend time in the presence of God in a holy atmosphere, and we're going to start riding in Jesus' name. Somebody, scream, Amen. I want to close with something really profound. God gave me earlier in the week, messed up all of our campus pastors and messed up this message just a little bit, but we're going to create a moment that you'll never forget. I'll never forget the moment that Tracy and Sherry marked our lives. And we're going to create a moment right now. If you have, if you did not receive a gray card, can you shoot, shoot up a hand? I want everybody in this service to have a gray card. Is there anyone you did not right over here? Next Sunday, we're going to be writing down some stuff. Right there. Just raise, keep it up till you get a card, please. Vitally important. This is your moment with God. Right here. I believe that there's somebody here, that there's some things in your life you need to lay down. There's some things in your life you don't want to take into 2019. Can I get a witness and somebody scream Amen. Every single one of us is fighting a battle. Every single one of us needs the cleansing power of the Lord Jesus Christ over an area of our life. There's some things in my life I don't want to take into 2019. I'm going to write it down, and I'm going to lay it down. The Bible says, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, here it is, let us lay aside every weight. I'm going to lay it down. I'm going to write it down, and I'm going to lay it down. Every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Can you say amen? I'm going to ask you to write three to five things on this piece of paper that you are not going to take with you into 2019. And then as we leave the building, and all of our campuses nine times this morning, this is going to happen. We have burn barrels at every exit to create a moment. That moment that I stood not in a sanctuary, but open, open heavens, and there was a burn barrel. And I wrote some stuff. I got vulnerable. Nobody else is going to see what I'm writing, but I wrote some stuff. I got some issues in my life. I got some secret sin. I got some compromise that I don't want to take with me into 2019. And I'm going to throw it in that burn barrel, and God is going to consume that. And I'm going to walk into 2019. I'm going to walk in free. Somebody scream, Amen. Burn barrel at a church. I knew some of you, some of you theologians would want a scripture. In Acts chapter 19, there's a move of God. Paul, he's found he found a group of believers and asked them, have you received the, the Holy Spirit? And they said, well, you haven't even heard there was a Holy Spirit. They were saved. The Spirit of God was in them, but they had not received the baptism. And then we see a bunch of uh, uh, demonic people getting, getting devils cast out of them. And we see a move of God happening. And I want to read a couple of verses because we need Scripture. Acts chapter 19, verse 18 and through 20. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them, and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. What you surrender to God, as long as you keep it secret, it will always have power over you. But when you surrender it to God, how many recognize God has a power to break addiction, to break up a bond, a bondage? Can you say a good amen? Depression, I'm going to write you down. I'm not taking you into 2019. Anxiety, mm mm. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. I belong to the Lord. I'm going to write those things down that are keeping me from everything that God has for my life. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to believe that in 2019, the joy of the Lord is going to be my strength. I'm going to write it down. There's some things that need to be written down and laid down. So right now, I'm going to ask you to start writing. Write some things down. Those of you who are watching online, I'm going to ask you to find something. This is just a a little card. I want you to find something in the comfort of your home, and I want you to write down three to five things that are holding you back, three to five things that you're not taking into the new year. Listen, who do you need to forgive? Who do you need to start building up instead of tearing down? There's some things. You better be laying it down. Holy Spirit of God, would you speak to us today? Lord, we're serious. Father, we thank you for a wonderful year. It's been the greatest year in the history of Christian Faith Center in many, many ways. Many ways. Many ways. And Father, we're looking forward to 2019. So Holy Spirit of God, help us to write down the things that you've already been dealing with in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, could I get your attention just for a moment? I'm done. We're going public on all of our campuses regarding our theme for 2019. Would you like to hear it? I can wait till next Sunday. Our theme for 2018, God just really gave us a a scripture. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, call upon me and I will answer you and show you things that you could never figure out on your own. Our theme for 2019 Christian Faith Center is one word, beyond. Beyond. The Scripture is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. In the Amplified, it reads, Now to him who is able to do superabundantly more than we dare to ask, or think beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work with us. Another translation reads, he is able to do far beyond all we could ask or think. CFC 2019, beyond. I I don't know about you, but there's nobody beyond his reach. Can you say amen? There's no marriage beyond his hope or his help. Can you say amen? 2019, is going to be the year of beyond. Would you stand to your feet all over the building? Kelly, would you join me, please? As you exit the building, I'm going to ask you to place this piece of paper, three to five things that you're not bringing into 2019, put it in the fire. In Jesus' name, will you lift up your hands toward heaven? Father, we started this service with prayer. We're going to end it. Holy Spirit, if there is even one person that is here live or somebody watching that does not know you in a personal way, God, I pray today would be the day that they would declare Jesus Christ is the Son of God and I make him the Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus. Anybody here who doesn't know the Lord in a personal way, just pray. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and I make Him the Lord of my life. I'm going to turn from my wicked ways and I'm going to follow the Lord with all that I have, with all that I am in Jesus' name. So Father, go with us. And Lord, may this moment of us throwing these things in the fire, may you burn up Bondage, addiction, compromise. And Lord, we run into 2019, and we believe it's the year of beyond. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Everybody shouted a great big amen.